0: welcome back everybody to we talk film i'm your host as always Barry. joined as always by clayton how you doing clayton
1: hey Barry. i'm doing quite well how are you i'm doing well
0: i'm doing well we're back at it again doing another podcast for the week talking about more films talking about more stuff that's happened in this past week and oh my gosh there has been a lot of things happening this past week hasn't there clayton
1: There has been a lot, because as always on this podcast, we like to delve into the news of the film industry. We talk about everything that's happened. Uh, We give you the latest news and stories coming straight out of film and entertainment. And we had a lot this week. Um, I'd like to kick it off with some trailers that we got. We got a bunch of new trailers for movies and shows and everything. It's insane this has been an action-packed week um the first one that i'd like to talk about is godzilla minus one the japanese film that's gonna come out quite soon um and yep. also one of like the 15 godzilla things we've gotten this couple weeks like <laughs> like this There's is insane. so much
0: godzilla stuff going on at the moment i'm just like which one am i watching from? which one am i
1: going to watch
0: everyone loves godzilla this, well, this year is it year of the godzilla
1: <laughs> i guess I guess, but um, I guess to also to answer your question of which one should I watch, this one definitely looks the best. It's set straight after World War Two and is set in Japan. It's in Japanese, Ooh. um, and it definitely feels like a modern take on like the original '50s movie because yep, this yep. is insane. It looks really good, um, and it looks like a fun time. So I'm excited to check that one out. Uh, we also got a trailer nice, for nice. The Fall Guy starring Ryan Gosling. Um, and yep. this movie doesn't look as good. Uh, it no, <laughs> no. it's just another like. Mm. Yeah, it definitely feels kind of like mid. a cash, <laughs> yeah, cash grab for the actors. Like this is just a side gig. It just it follows a stunt man as he has to do it for real. We've seen this movie a hundred times. It's the movie actor has to play their part. You know, it's Galaxy Quest, but a stunt man. We've, seen, no, we've man, seen this movie before. Guy has to
0: do it and it's yeah. just, you know, it's just got Ken in it. That's the only reason I'm going I'm to see just it. Ken. That's the only reason why I'm seeing it is because it's got <laughs> oh, Ryan Gosling God. in it. Oh, and Emily Blunt as well. So, you know yeah, they're two it. the biggest actors in Hollywood. Sure. So and they're both pretty why good. Not? So I'll still yeah. I'll still have a look. I'll still have a look at it.
1: Oh, sure, why not? Um speaking of things that looked okay. Oh, that's, not, that's not even the right transition. Speaking of that's things, that's not in the right uh, transition. <laughs> <laughs> we got a we got a trailer for a new Planet of the Apes movie. This one's titled Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes and follows Caesar's yes. son Cornelius. No, As it's, no, it's his no. relative, no. distant relative. No,
0: distant relative. It's based oh. yes, yeah, several generations after the rise of Caesar. Um, so basically, Someone more along it was the lines. Son.
1: No, it's not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I did my thorough research on this. Like, wait a minute, are they continuing? It's like, no, this is like based several generations after Caesar's reign. Um, And they still haven't said that if it's like, if this main character is tied to Caesar. I suspect so. You know, obviously they got to keep it to the original trilogy, but this is like obviously the new one that starts off the new trilogy on whatever they are planning, planning to do Yeah it's so. they're
1: just slowly getting towards where the original movie is and I'm I'm cool with that yeah, like yeah. it looks fine uh it definitely oh, doesn't yeah, look I'm as good as the other ones but I like I'm sure that it'll be fun at least the planet of the yeah, apes movies yeah. are always fun and this new like yeah. rise trilogy was pretty great so I yep. am happy to see more planet of the apes why not get closer yeah, to the original film see what happens um oh boy this last trailer that we got is probably the most like out there one this is the one that surprised me the most we got a trailer for echo the um latest disney plus marvel show that's going to come out Ah, in yes yes something this, like that. this this was not what i was expecting when i saw a trailer I, for nope. echo had come out um when you sent <laughs> me that i was just like oh damn okay they're being they're being serious oh. about this show <laughs> Boy, so basically, we got a bunch of news regarding this show. It is going to be the first MA-rated MCU show. Um, Mm -hmm, So, like, mm -hmm. this is a big step as well. Like, that's insane to show that. Um, But also, the director confirmed that the show, Echo, is a villain. The director says that Echo is definitely a villain. So, this makes the first MCU thing to be set from a villain's perspective in that Sense so yeah, it's already I doing suppose so a bunch of different things and it's starring Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin and Char- Charlie Cox's Daredevil is also in this trailer for like a split second this is yep, yep. insane it looks bloody and violent and oh gripping. yeah gripping the kingpin yep. looks just as menacing as ever so I'm actually kind of hyped for this show <laughs> and I never thought I'd say that yeah like, well Echo. that's
0: the thing at the moment um obviously with how Loki's going and everything like that. Um, their shows hopefully are going a bit of a high at the moment yeah I did not expect the trailer to look as well yeah. as it did for this show I was thinking it was just going to be like kind of Hawkeye level type yeah, thing yeah. and it was just like no this is like a it's whole thing but obviously yeah, they're paving the way for um, Deadpool which is still going to be an R rated film so
1: yeah I mean, this shows that Marvel are open to doing more and more adult-themed stuff. I mean, this Deadpool, Werewolf by Night was MA-rated, but that was just a presentation, a special thing. This this is a show. This is a mainline show. This is getting Lego sets as well. So it's like this is the first ever MA thing to get a Lego set. (laughs) It's like weirdly... Evolving the Marvel brand, and I'm all for it because we need more, vari- more variety. Um, the reason Loki is doing so well is because it's so different and so well written. And just judging from the trailer, it looks like Echo might be both of those things as well. It's like different hopefully. again, and hopefully re- well written. Um, yeah. Apparently, Echo uh, in the show will not have her comic powers. In the comics, Echo uh, kind of okay. has a Taskmaster master thing where she can kind of copy moves. Um, yeah. The- the, du- the director said that that's kind of lame, so they're not doing that, but it's kind of unsure what they're doing instead. I think it's just she's good at fighting. It's kind of like a Daredevil yep, level yep. sort of person. But we'll see the show when it comes out next year. Uh, we'll see if it's any good. All right, moving on to the main stories this week. Uh, we got some more Western Australia-related news. As always, this podcast is coming straight out of Perth and surrounding areas. Uh, we like to bring up some local news whenever we hear of it. Uh, a film that is set to be f- set to be filmed here in February called We Buried the Dead is bringing a bunch of film work because it's starring Daisy Ridley and it's going to be, like, a really big production, according to it. Um, so we just, yeah, like to bring that up as, like, that's a really cool yeah, thing. Yeah, no,
0: that's a really cool thing that's happening in our local area. We don't get it too often. <sighs> well, obviously, yeah, like, no one bothers really coming over to make feature films and hopefully this one does quite well and we can see um daisy ridley in wa maybe she comes to Perth. we'll be like hey how you doing you know we got nicholas cage here at the moment as well he's down south so yeah he's
1: he's filming a movie here daisy ridley's doing one another year uh jai courtney's filming a movie out in york as well called runt so it's like there's a bunch of stuff happening in wa and it's going on at the moment Really good, and hopefully yeah. we can get involved in some of them. That'd that'd hopefully, be good.
0: Hopefully, it would be really amazing we'll to see. get anyone that's worked on any of those sets to come onto the podcast as well. Oh, so, yes. if you're listening, let us know. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> if you're listening and want to, we're come talking on, to we you, Nick Cage. You. <laughs> we know you're an avid listener. We know you love our <laughs> Barbenheimer episode the best. We know you watched that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, moving on to oh, on the other side of the world. Do, 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 over in America, the President of the United States, Mr. Joe Biden himself, has. Um, Mr. Joe Biden a... himself. Oh, man. He has signed an order, like an industry order, that's going to introduce mm-hmm. new industry standards over the use of AI, like across the board, after watching Mission <laughs> Impossible 7. That's right, yeah. Yep. He watched Mission Impossible Seven, <laughs> got kind of scared that AI is going to take over, and now he's signing a bunch of laws about AI.
0: Just imagine him—he's like probably just like half falling asleep on the bed, and he like wakes up, and then all of a sudden there's Tom Cruise running, and then there's AI going, and you like, "Fuck it out, Tom Cruise, run away from the AI." <laughs> he <laughs> he had like a heart attack.
1: He <laughs> probably thought it was real. Honestly, he was like, did. "This documentary is insane. I gotta, I gotta do something." <laughs> Mr. President, calm down, sir. <laughs> oh, man. That's insane. Uh, it takes a movie to do change like that. Like, oh, God, man. Sure, why not? Uh, Mr. President, if yep. you're listening, uh, go watch our review on Mission Impossible 7. Maybe that will help with your lawmaking.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, and also, as well, just we got all these avid listeners. Mr. Joe Biden himself listens. Yes. Come on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: We have three (laughs) listeners, and one of them is Joe Biden, yeah. One of them is Joe Biden. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Uh, Last of Us, a show that we reviewed on this podcast, is getting a second season, Uh, and it's going into production early next year, so it seems like we're going to be seeing that show sooner than we think. Um, If it's going into production next year, that would mean a 2025 release, probably. So around yep. two and a bit years after the first season came out, which is pretty reasonable, and I'm I'm like really excited to see a second season adapted of the game. So uh, I'm great yes. to see that. Yes, no,
0: um, yeah, very much looking forward to seeing the season two of that show, especially mm. with hopefully some of the casting decisions on new characters. Um, fingers oh, yeah. crossed we find out who comes into that soon enough. And hopefully we can get one of them onto the podcast. (laughs) That would be
1: kinda cool. (laughs) It would be very cool. Um nevertheless it would we gotta get some more guests on this show, man. We'll get we gotta get get more guests on some ads. Like Joe Biden and Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're lined up. We're just waiting for their schedules to Yeah, We're just waiting for the schedules to line. We're coordinating emails right now, (laughs) you Yeah (laughs) It'll come soon enough. Don't worry about it. Um speaking of things uh yeah, ignore the transition. Pretend I said something really funny. Uh we're getting we're getting <laughs> a movie, a movie based on Barbenheimer, like both of them together. This doesn't make any sense. There's a movie nope, with a nope. budget of one million dollars going into yep. production that follows a scientist in Daltopia who tries to take out humanity with a nuclear bomb. It is a like a parody of the two movies put together, um, based off of the whole cultural phenomenon that was uh, July's Barbenheimer. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh god, and this movie's just like, gonna suck. Let's go. This movie's gonna be I bad. I was,
0: I am hoping, I'm really hoping they actually get like Barbie dolls and recreate like as a stop motion um it's thing, like, and be oh, like, oh, like, this Team is America? Barbenheimer. Yeah.
1: It's like why not? Team America? Let's go for That'd it. That'd be cool. Like Team they America, actually, that would be kind of cool. What? They get Cillian Murphy to voice the main do- like Barbie.
0: That would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, he wanted to be in Barbie. He wanted to be in Barbie. So you know.
1: Oh, man. That's... Yeah, sure. Why not? That would be great. Be you great. Know honestly, probably be down for it if it was a higher budget thing, because this feels yep. kind of just like a joke, <laughs> but we'll never know. We'll wait till we get a trailer for it before we decide. Um, yes. All right. Moving on. Our next story coming out of Marvel. This is regarding the Blade reboot that was in the works. Um, It was announced that it recently got like pretty much entirely scrapped and they were starting over. Uh, Mahershala Ali... Um, ...stated that he was going to leave the project due to creative differences... ...and some more details about that have resurfaced. Obviously, the um the Logan writer has been attached now to rewrite it... ...and apparently that's going really well. Um, Ali, who wasn't supposed to be the main character, is very happy with it now... ...but originally yep. the film was set to have a female lead... ...and Blade, the title character, was going to be the fourth main character... Which is of, which is a little weird, that's, considering... That is very yeah. stupid.
0: <laughs> the movie <laughs> is meant to be about Blade, and you're just yeah. going to make him the third main character? It's like, oh, ah, no. I don't think that's how it works, Disney, or whoever no. was in charge of writing it at the time.
1: <laughs> it's very weird, because it's like... It was said to supposed to star a female character. We don't know who that was. Um, We don't Mia know goth. if that had... Character. If it was any relation to any Marvel character, or if it was their own thing, or it was weird. It just feels weird, because it's like, yeah. if you wanted to do a thing starring them, name it after them, like do like an echo, yeah. it doesn't yep, don't make me a like Blade that. movie, that's kind of weird. It, if, it, <laughs> it is a bit weird. It definitely, definitely feels very weird, and um, I'm very glad that Marvel have gone, okay, this isn't working, let's start again, Let's let's yep. do it properly. Let's make sure everyone and who's involved. Got the guy that happy. wrote
0: Logan, which is one of the best Marvel superhero films ever made. Yeah. So
1: hey, let's I mean, see that where that goes. A Logan style movie featuring Blade, just in terms that of storytelling alone. That is would an be amazing, amazing idea. Yeah. It's yep. <laughs> like that's good. That's what you should have done from the beginning. And I'm yep. yep, sure. That's really cool. Um all right. Speaking of it all right. Moving away from Marvel to something other Disney related. The Simpsons is another Disney owned property. Um, oh boy, this is, this is a story that, um, I don't know how to feel about Barry. And I don't, I don't know if you've Are heard of Are they cancelling
0: this. it? Are they cancelling no, it? No, no,
1: they're not cancelling oh. it, but they're, they're changing it again slightly. Uh, the Simpsons will no longer feature, like, one of their most recurring jokes. Like, <laughs> Homer Simpson will no longer strangle Bart Simpson, um, because the times have changed. Oh, okay. <laughs> um like, yeah that's
0: well that's the thing that's i haven't watched weird. simpsons in forever but that's just, yeah that is a very weird thing just to be like oh we're taking that out and it's just I like okay like um, i don't think you need to but it's just like weird
1: i don't think when was the last time they actually showed it on I the simpsons i <laughs> i haven't watched the simpsons since like season 14 but um, the funny yep. thing is, it's the statement they put out is like the times are changing. This is no longer acceptable. It's like strangling your son wasn't acceptable in the late '80s when the Even show first then. came out either. Yeah, like it. It's supposed to show how flawed Ho- Homer is. It's supposed to be yep. this joke of like, "Ha, huh, he's an idiot. He shouldn't be doing that." Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 really strange, bizarre. And I, I don't you know. know why they had to announce it. Like, this is a big thing. Yeah. If, uh, it's okay if you're not just gonna end do the, the joke, show just
0: end the show already <laughs> like half the voice cast is already dead anyway
1: <laughs> it's very weird it's, it's just it is weird. very weird i don't know sure whatever simpsons you keep uh, kicking the dead horse that is your show and we yep. will not watch it. <laughs> we will keep watching the old seasons that are good um anyway, unless you're jason I- um Unless you're, yeah, shout out Jason. You listen to the news. You watch the New Simpsons like an idiot because it looks better.
0: Nobody likes you,
1: Jason. Nobody. What a a dumbass. All right, that's it for the news. (laughs) What are we talking about this week, Barry? Oh,
0: man. So this week we are talking about. uh, Let me play you a little clip, Clayton. Breathe
1: calm. Prepare to be excited. (laughs) This is what it takes if you want to succeed. Hey.
0: So, yes, this week we are talking about David Fincher's new film, The Killer. Um this was on our list for a must watch this year especially when i found out about it and watched the first trailer for it i was like this sold me straight away David Fincher oh, coming yeah. in with Michael Fassbender to do a film i loved it Um so let me tell you a little bit of the plot line about this phenomenal film we went to go and see so a man solitary and cold methodical and uncumbered by scrumbles of regrets the killer waits in the shadows watching his next target And yet, the longer he waits, the more he thinks about losing his mind, if not his cool. A brutal, bloody, stylish noir story, professional assassin lost in the world without moral compass. This is a case study of a man alone, armed to the teeth, slowly losing his mind. So yes, you and I went to go and see The Killer this past week. It is only at Selected Cinemas. It is coming to Netflix on the 10th of November. Um, yes, so it is coming soon yep. to netflix as well as a netflix funded movie but obviously it was released in selected cinemas as, as well and oh my gosh what a wonderful little
1: oh film. man
0: i was not expecting it to be this well done especially when it was just like oh it's a netflix film here we go um but you could definitely tell yeah. david fincher put his own style and spin to it as well and i also when i was researching about it today it's actually based upon a graphic novel um that David Fincher Ooh, read back in the okay. 90s. Yeah, right.
1: Um, not necessarily like
0: uh, straight on to the novel, um, because yeah. the novel is like um at the beginning of the film when he's doing the first assassin hit where we first see him and he's narrating his own voice and everything like that, and he actually talks about how he became an assassin. That's what the graphic novel's uh, about. But obviously yeah, they've okay. just like done more with that in more of this universe yeah. and everything yeah. like that. Um, So, yeah, did you want to take it away, Clayton, on what you have to say about this film?
1: yes, I would love to. So, yeah, again, I didn't know anything about this film. I watched the first trailer when you brought it up and was like, this looks really cool. I have no idea what this film is going to be, but I'm really excited to see it. And then I sat down in the theatre, and the first 10, 15 minutes of this movie blew me away. Like, the opening of this is my favourite part. It's just him in a room getting ready to kill someone Talking to himself, biding time for the perfect moment, and it's it goes on forever as he's talking to himself, getting more stressed out, and you're getting stressed out because you're like, what's gonna happen? Is he gonna do it? What's going on? And then like I don't think I've ever seen this in a movie where he misses. Like he's a terrible (laughs) big time like yeah. usually in, in a movie like this like a, i don't know like a john Wick or a james bond the opening scene always goes well and then it goes down from there right this one yeah. goes down from the straight away he messes oh, up yeah. his first yep. thing he's not a very good killer cuz he no. he, <laughs> he panics and he fumbles and a lot of this is just him worrying about stuff, a lot of anxious, a lot of yeah. nervousness going into actually killing someone. It feels very real in that regard. Yeah. Um. So yeah, basically the movie opens with Michael Fassbender trying to kill this guy and he shoots a girl by mistake. And then, so he has to go on the run and he ends yep. up going back to his hometown uh, in like Colombia or something, and goes to see his wife has been like attacked yeah, by people.
0: Yeah, Thailand or something. His girlfriend and uh, yeah, bounced out. She got attacked I think it was by South people. South
1: America. Was it South I it was, America? It was, I think so. It was something like that. Okay. Um, but anyway, then he basically has to go down track the people that hurt her and the person that hired them. So he, yeah, he basically spends this movie hunting three different people, and yep. quite a lot of that time is spent just getting around doing things changing locations getting ready lots of planning lots of yeah it shows you like everything everything in his
0: voice and everything like that like because this is the fun thing what they've um done so well with this film it is a very silent film and i love it because it's very reminiscent of like old noir films and everything like that Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. but he's basically like narrating the the movie the entire time like it. there's very little conversation between the actors you have on the screen and everything like that it's actually michael fassbender well like i said yeah in the first 15 minutes which is still phenomenal it's just awesome. that whole build up to it because it's what obviously sets off the rest of the events of the film because he fucked up he is literally just narrating what he's going to do and everything like that and then it's like well, that's not happening now because I fucked up. And so now he needs to go and yeah. find these other people and oh yeah. man. It was it was oh, great. <laughs> uh
1: probably my favorite part, or one of my favorite parts of this movie, is how much of the narration is himself like him like calming himself down, talking yeah. him through yep. things, trying to calm and literally calming his heart rate. We see that quite often his watch shows his heart rate so that he doesn't yep. mess up. He's trying to calm himself deal with the anxiety that's coming from everything that is happening around him. And it just, it's so insanely well done because it's like, there's no talking in this movie apart from him talking to himself in his head. It's so good. Like, you wouldn't think that a movie like this would really work or be entertaining the whole way through considering not a lot happens. There's lots of gaps between the action and there's lots of gaps between the important plot but it's so gripping. It's so tense and it it really makes you feel, uh, I guess, yeah, nervous for him. Mostly you feel. Oh yeah. Anxiety, his nervousness throughout the film. Um, Yeah, It
0: very much puts you in the mindset of Michael Fassbender's character. And another thing as well, which I absolutely love, we don't get any reference to his real name or anything like that, because all throughout the movie, he has different identities and stuff like that. And it's just like he's just referred to as like the killer or this guy or that guy, and we actually never find out his real name or who he actually is, which is another phenomenal thing. Um, Because yeah, obviously from the events from the beginning, what ends up happening, the guy who contracted that job wants a clean slate um, and everything like that. So then two assassins, other assassins, um, try and find Michael Fassbender's killer, um, but obviously they find his girlfriend instead. They whack her. Don't kill her, though. Just really, really yeah. badly hurt her and put her in hospital. But then Michael Fassbender's like, I ain't having any of this. So then he goes on the hunt after them. He then goes to his, um the lawyer character, uh, or yeah, the lawyer Hodges, and basically he's like, I know you gave the, my information because you're the only person with my information who does all this goes through a methodical plan of how he is going to get into his office already starting yeah. after the hospital <laughs> scene where he's getting like the letter ready um, from his girlfriend. So he already had this like two days prior beforehand, he was sending a letter so he had, could get access in as a, you know, I think it was a, as a garbage man or something like yeah, that. Like, like if you did it at like the right timing. Recycling dude. You could yeah. get the yeah, recycling dude. Um, so he could get into the office And then from there, he accidentally (laughs) kills the lawyer character before getting the information. And it just, oh, that just excels even more. Luckily, though, the lawyer had an assistant, um, and she had the details of the two assassins that came out. So they go, he basically kidnaps her, gets rid of the body. They go to her place where she's got the details, and then they go through the information, trying to find all the code words, all the details, and who supplied the job and where they'll be and stuff like that. And obviously he is still an assassin. He shows no remorse, and that's very much a thing. And this lady, we thought I honestly thought he was going to spare her because he spares her at the office scene. I thought he was going to get rid of her straight then. Then, yeah. um, But no, after the scene where he's at his place, when she's walking down the stairs, just goes up behind her, twists her neck, so it makes it look like an accident of her falling down the stairs. I was just like, yeah. what the hell? Because that happened so quick. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs>
1: It does. And a lot of that scene is him talking to himself, being like, show no emotion, show no mar- uh, remorse. Yep. And him, you yep. can see it in his eyes, is he doesn't want to kill these innocent people. He doesn't want to hurt these people, but he, he needs to, in order to protect him and protect his wife and get to the people that killed his wife. He's hes not a good guy throughout this entire movie. No. He's an no. awful person. And yep. He's, yep. it's him dealing with that, the fact that he's awful, and the fact that he's far from perfect. Like oh, barely yeah. anything in this movie goes right for him, <laughs> so yep. it's such a well done little story. I love it. I really want oh, like yeah. to see more because um yep, yep. as a, as we go from there, he goes into killing the two people that beat his wife up. Ah, uh, he goes yep. to Florida first, and f- yeah, Florida first, and he
0: finds followed, the brute.
1: Yeah, finds yeah, known as the brute, this big big muscly guy who he basically plans to sneak into his house and get him. He feeds his dog, like, some, like, sleeping pills and knocks his dog out, goes in, and you think he's going to get him. And then all of a sudden, there's this massive fight scene in his house where he gets absolutely beat up. Michael Fassbender gets the shit kicked out of him by this big dude, which makes sense, because the dude's huge, and he got the The drop on him. The dude is massive. Yeah, and so Michael Fassbender has to, like use like a fire poker and stuff to get him off of him yep, and eventually yep. gets him It's oh, yeah. insanely it brutal.
0: such a, a brutal fight scene as well and that's the oh, thing like yeah. michael fassbender's character he's barely just keeping up with the guy and like trying to grab yeah. all the objects and stuff like that and pushing him against things but yeah. it felt like real and this is like another thing as well um comparing it to probably like john wick movies yes. and everything like that, this actually felt more of a real fight that you would see in real life because mm-hmm. of how mm-hmm. messy it was than what you would see in John Wick.
1: Yes, yeah. Because that's the thing with John Wick. Problem.
0: It's very yeah. choreographed and everything like that. This actually felt like these two guys were just going at it and just whatever <laughs> yeah. they could grab, whatever they could do to survive or kill yeah. one another. That was basically it. This is probably the most authentic fight I've seen in a very long time in a film. Because
1: it was definitely just absolutely yeah. brutal. It definitely felt that way. Yeah, comparing it to some of the more modern John Wicks, which my problem with those ones is just how over the top they are. They feel very stylized and yeah, very choreographed, almost like a dance. Whereas this definitely felt like two guys fighting for their lives. And I still like that about John Wick. I like its kind of stylized nature, but this was on another level of just how real that it felt. And it, it of course, you know, people getting thrown through walls and shit. It's it was never 100% accurate, but it's like yep. you're in the moment, you don't you believe it you don't believe that it's not real for a second. Like this movie works really well um every step of the way. So eventually he gets the drop on the brute and then he goes over yep. to kill the ancient one. Tilda Swinton, he meets her in a restaurant. Yes, the um, expert. Yeah, okay. And this cold. this was the very opposite of a fight scene. This was a long oh, conversation. Yeah that I had, and yep. then it ends with her trying to trick him, but he doesn't fall for that because he's smarter than that. Nope. He's smart, but he's not lucky, <laughs> so he he kills no, her. No, no. Um, but, yeah, so then what does it go after that? It leads to, what, like the last 40 minutes of this Yeah, the last guy.
0: To- um, yeah, yeah, so basically the guy that set out the original contract at the beginning to kill the guy that he was meant to kill at the beginning Um, obviously wanted the slate clean and everything like that. So Michael Fassbender's character is just like, all right, I'll go and find this guy and put an end to him type thing. Well, that's yeah. what we're led to believe anyway. There's a whole 40-minute sequence going towards the edge of the field where he puts this meticulous plan of getting this guy's apartment through all the security <laughs> and everything like that. Like days prior beforehand, setting everything up. And how does this movie end? He doesn't even kill the guy. He just walks into his apartment, threatens the fuck out of him. And he's like, if you do this shit again, I'll come back and do something far worse than just killing you.
1: I, I, didn't he say he was like, he'll
0: poison him during the coffee or something like that. And his face will slowly melt off over like three months. I was like, what the
1: fuck? He's (laughs) like, I I know like a dozen ways that I could get to you without you ever knowing, you know, like a speck of like a radiated dust on your coffee cup that'll melt your face over a long period of time, give you cancer and you won't even know. Stuff like that, yep. just to yep. threaten the dude. The dude didn't even really know him. He was like, not, "Man, I just no. try to tie up loose ends with a killer that I don't ever meet because it goes through the middleman, which was the lawyer." So, yep. Michael Fassbender just showing up and being like, "Dude, I can kill you like a twelve, twelve dozen ways before you like can blink." Um, I've already oh, yeah. planned out three of them, you know, and then just not kill him, just leave him. It Was like, just oh, leave him. Insane. I was expecting a yep. big brutal fight finale, and he's like, "No, I just spent." So I'm along trying to get in here just to tell you I could kill you at any moment. Leave me alone. I'm going to chill with my wife. So I was like, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. That was awesome. And then, yeah, he goes and chills with his wife and that's the movie. goes to really his wife like, and that's the movie. There's really only like three plot points in this movie, but the just the journey yeah. between them is so entertaining and rich. Lots of him going oh, around. Yeah planning well thinking, that's the thing yourself. just
0: the entire time you're literally as the audience member you are stuck in the head of um the killer character yeah because of the yeah. narration and everything like that and even subtle cues and everything like that even from the beginning the sound design in this movie is yeah. on point whoever was like the sound design person behind this movie like phenomenal job everything from when he's listening to music which apparently calms him so basically there's points at the beginning where he's like <laughs> Casing the place and look at his scope and everything like that for sniper shot. You have scenes where, you, when you're looking at Michael Fassbender's character, I'll explain it for the audience, when you're looking at Michael Fassbender's character, you hear like the audio of what he's listening to, how you would like normally in real life type thing, like all that yes, fuzzy yeah. and teeny, like it's coming out of someone's ears. But when you go into the first person perspective of what he's looking at, you actually hear the music clear like mm. he would. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is such a good attention to detail. And is, even yeah. as well with the heartbeat monitor, um, when that was playing, the music was actually keeping up a beat with his actual heart as well.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, which I was and like, that's that's, that's another phenomenal job. And I that's the thing that gets to that point um, where before he goes and attacks the brute because he's doing out of this, out of pure emotion type thing, he actually gets rid of the heartbeat monitor for the rest of the thing because he's not going off that now. He's just, he's just going straight for the kill type thing. Um, and mm. then, yeah, it doesn't really like obviously line up anymore because he's not as methodical as... Um, the first like kill that he was planning to do and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. just those small attention to details that they put into this film. Um, it's, yeah, it's especially insane. when I, I didn't really know much about this film either going into it, or well, like I didn't know it was based upon a graphic novel. Well, I knew David Fincher was behind it. Michael Fassbender, who is a very underappreciated actor, was going mm-hmm. to be in it, and then it was just like, oh wow, this 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 is a standout film. Like this is one of those oh, films, yeah. like similar thing of um like same as Driver almost, where your main character doesn't really speak whatsoever, but when he has those moments, or Drive, yeah, uh, has those moments, like it's big moments with with the character. And this is like a similar type of vein. The reason why I love it so much is because it is a very quiet film. There are very long scenes of him not even talking and everything like that. He's just looking, planning, seeing what he's going to do. And then it's also like terrifying that you can just buy stuff on Amazon and what he does are just very basic things. To do yeah. what he basically does.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. The movie shows you how he's doing everything. It's like, if you wanted to scan this card, there's a card reader on Amazon for $47 you can get that will do the job. Or, you know, you can go to your yep. hardware store, buy these three things and kill a person, you know. It's like, this is insane. Dude did his research. Um, But also, one thing I'd like to mention is the soundtrack to this movie is really good. It's all just the Smiths. Like, the dude, oh, dude yes. loves the Smiths. Yes. <laughs> he just, loves that's the all the Smiths. In place. And so that was really fun to see because I I wasn't expecting that either. Um, and another thing is this film won best soundtrack at the Venice International Film Festival as well. That's- <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was nominated for the, like, uh, best film. It didn't win that, but it won, yeah, best soundtrack. So, I was like, that's really cool. And, of course, the sound design definitely helps with that, the moments that are cutting in and out, all of that that we talked about. But, yeah, no, this movie was just just so entertaining because I wasn't expecting anything that they did. um, no, And I wasn't expecting no. them to do it all so well. I'm honestly, I want to yeah. go back and just rewatch the first 20 minutes of this movie over and over because I just, I love that. I'm definitely going to watch it when it comes out on Netflix again because yeah this movie was awesome um but yeah i i honestly i'm i'm hyped if they do a sequel to it because i want to see that him do more that would be
0: really cool yep.
1: do more killing stuff i want him to yeah up the stakes and have him be forced to you know test his skills out show him trying to poison someone show oh, yeah. him doing some like hitman style missions you know even do well, a that's the thing where it's just some things that would be to, cool like going yeah,
0: actually showing him yeah how he became like the deadly assassin but yeah that was the other thing with this like a bit more I was kind of hoping to see like it would go more into detail about not him just like straight up killing a person but more of like the slow kill type kind of thing like using yeah, poison yeah. or something like that that's what I was kind of hoping to see maybe towards that end part with um the big boss that put out the contract and stuff like that in the beginning mm-hmm, I was hoping mm-hmm. he would do like this whole plan and preparation and everything like that um whole thing um but it's still delivered more than what i was expecting out of it yes like i said yeah, I, I it would be it. really cool to see a, a sequel to this film or a prequel whatever they do mm-hmm. um very unlikely just because david fincher doesn't really like to do sequels to his films
1: yeah. i mean i don't think he's ever
0: done a sequel before um, but it also know. depends on how well it does on netflix as well being obviously a netflix funded film and everything like that so everyone that's watching this podcast right now, go and watch this on November tenth when it sees it and get everyone else, like your mom, your grandma, get everyone watching <laughs> the killer, because it is yeah. a wonderful, violent, anxiety filled movie. Like this is yeah. another um film that's like puts you in the mindset at the head of a character. And the only other film that's done it this year for me is um Oppenheimer. Right? and yeah, that's the thing yeah. with Oppenheimer i agree it really much puts you in the headset of the character Oppenheimer and everything like that and I feel like this movie has done that same type of thing but obviously this guy's a hitman and he's narrating and killing people and it's just like he's just having like the bad day he's just like this is the worst thing possible that's happening to yeah. him you know, he fucked up on his job. Now they're coming after his girlfriend. He's just like, all oh, right, I'll go take care of these guys. And when he goes to take care of the brute, he gets fucked up as well because he didn't expect him to be that big. He yeah. wanted it to be quiet and everything like that. Um, but then, yeah, it just ends with like kind of a low, non high action ending to it, which is quite surprising. They've almost done like a reverse of your normal films where yeah. you start kind of low and end with the high action. Where in this film, it's kind of gone in reverse. Like you started with the, yeah, the big yeah. assassination that was like 20 minutes of him planning and prepping and everything like that, where it goes towards the end where he's just like, I planned and prepped and everything like that. And he's just like, I'm not going to kill you, but <laughs> don't do this yeah. stuff again.
1: <laughs> no, I, um, I really Which is, which loved is very it for interesting. It, it was very yeah, different yeah. and it's just a refreshing movie, especially coming off of the heels of watching. Um, some oh, later releases and just some generic boring stuff. This is just yeah something completely different and something really entertaining. So yeah, definitely check it out on Netflix when it comes out. But um, should oh, we move yeah. to some final thoughts and ratings of the killer before yeah, we so go to the final second thoughts half? Of today's and episode? ratings?
0: Yes. Did you want to give your rating first, or you want me to go?
1: I can give my ratings first. So the killer. Go for. Oh boy, yeah. It is. It is an anxiety-filled film. You get put into this guy's head, and you never leave it. Ah, uh, you spend two hours wandering around the like different countries as he plans and kills and does all of this entertainingly tense stuff. It's great. Um, yeah, I I think the fact that this movie is just so different sets it apart from everything else that we've seen this year, and definitely sets it apart from stuff in its genre, like a John Wick or a James Bond, Mission Impossible sort of kind of action spy esque man-y sort of yep, thing. Yep, yep. Um and this yeah, definitely feels way more realistic, way more toned down, but just so much more dramatic, so much more tense and anxious and nervous you feel for, throughout this film is insane. Uh it's great. So I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 because I can't praise this film more more yep. than I can, really. More than I have. Yep. <laughs> it's so hard yep. to talk about it because it's such a good movie. Oh Oh, yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing. I yeah. This movie was absolutely phenomenal. Like you said, we didn't really hear much about it besides watching the first trailer for it, and then it was going to be this massive thing done by David Fincher, and it it truly is like this is like literally the best adaptation of like the Hitman games like ever. Oh yeah. (laughs) This I put this as like probably the singular best Hitman or assassin type movie, um, in regards to these characters. Probably right. I I, right. I can't think I can't think of another one right now that no. I've been like so shocked or amazed by. Um no. that's the thing, and by this film. So yeah, I'm giving this a nine point five. Um Very because I love Michael Michael Fassbender's performance in this. He is absolute standout. Um, and anyone that wants to watch other things with him, go and watch um, Macbeth. He did an amazing Macbeth film a few years mm-hmm. ago. Um so but that's this is great. like just another yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: hey, I still love him. I, yeah, he's playing the assassin. Um, I still like Michael Fassbender is one of those um actors. I feel like he's not utilized enough, but when he does come onto movies and everything like that, he's the absolute standout of um good. that film. Yeah. he he is amazing, and I want to see him in more stuff. And hopefully, we get a sequel to this film. Netflix are like, hey, this yeah. movie did quite well. Let's go, let's go and make another one because this was absolutely yeah. tremendous, and I'm probably going to I mean, definitely watch it a few times when it comes out on Netflix. Yeah. so
1: Fingers crossed. Because it's a Netflix film, that might they might be like, hey, do a sequel. It's made us money. I don't Who knows? Um, it might even be different people doing a sequel. Yeah, yeah they might we'll, see. we'll but, see. Yeah, Michael Fassbender was definitely the star, star of this show. Um, but yeah, The Killer. Everyone go check it out. What's up next, Barry? What's happening now? What's going on? So
0: next, we have Loki Season 2, Episode 5. War is on the way Mischief.
1: always have been always will be
0: so yes we are on to the second last episode of loki season two and oh my gosh this show has been absolutely phenomenal I am putting this as now probably the best MCU show they have done. That's it. Whoever's yeah. in charge of writing yeah. this, whoever's whoever's doing this show, I'm this, this round of applause right now. Right now. Oh, just yeah. What this these guys is are awesome. doing is, is phenomenal. <laughs> um, so I'll just give you a bit of a plot line for this week's episode. So Loki's friends are reset to their old lives and he must restore them to keep the timelines from dying but Loki soon realizes that he has his own selfish motives for bringing them back while trying to figure out why he's the only one unaffected. Um, so yes, this comes on the backbone of last week's episode where basically the TVA got blown up and where there's like, everybody the dies, Everybody die. The end. All MCUs all over now. Just go over to DC. Um, but no. So it turns out Loki is still time slipping um
1: funky
0: yeah Yeah. he's getting real funky with things now but now he's doing it at the end of time where there's no time and he's still time slipping and now he can go back to other timelines of where people are and everything on their own timelines and it's just like what the hell's going on he's he's basically getting in like a whole new set of powers now where he can time travel that's that's basically the gist of this episode loki has map powers <laughs> to time travel this is like it's
1: what insane um you know how la- i think it was a couple weeks ago i mentioned how this show was a lot like the best episodes of doctor who this one definitely yeah, yeah. cements it this feels straight oh, out of yeah. like a matt smith era finale of doctor yeah. who he's got to go back through time and fix things and i love that because I haven't seen good Doctor Who in a long time. So the fact that... This no. Is, I mean, it's probably definitely taken inspiration from the whole time travel shenanigans. Oh, I would have to. Have um to. But yeah, no. This one just keeps stepping it up for the finale. And I have no idea what they're going to do next still. um, So basically, yeah, Loki yeah. can control where he goes now. He works out that he can actually control the time slipping. um, And can time travel. And he goes back to his own past. Different moments through his thing. And saves his friends from different areas and then they all die and then he's gonna die and then he goes back in time and he's like wait i can fix things and that's how the episode ends this episode set up to a finale that i don't know what's gonna happen in so well that's the
0: thing because next week's finale apparently is going to be a runtime of 56 minutes
1: Oh um, yeah, like so, uh, like it's gonna be a
0: very very big um final episode, which is cool. But it was kind of cool to see this episode um around we actually got to see every other one's character in their own timeline of what they yeah, would have we been. Did. And everything like that. Hmm. So we saw Owen Wilson cool. working as a jet ski salesperson, which finally got sense. to ride on the like, jet, which makes sense. Um we got to see is it B thirteen, the 15. TVA lady B15. 15? Yeah. Um, yeah, is a doctor. Mm -hmm. um that was helping the little kid and then um casey was in um alcatraz (laughs) Alcatraz? he was part of the alcatraz escape (laughs) 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 he was one of the three guys and stuff like that That which was really cool and And um ob is a science fiction writer because obviously the title of the episode is called science fiction um and, and his whole story apparently is about what's going on with loki and stuff like that or similar type of thing by the sounds of it and he's like still a scientist type of guy, but he just became a writer mm-hmm. instead. And he's just like, well, Loki gave him his TVA book that he supposedly wrote and be like, make a time pad out of it. And then he makes a time pad <laughs> with modern technology. And it's just like, that oh, that's was cool. Really and so funny. that's you get the whole team. Yeah.
1: Because Loki um, goes to find um Owen Wilson's character, Mobius, while he gives OB the stuff. And he's like, maybe you can find a way to, to get us back to the TVA to fix things. And then he goes and sees Owen Wilson for about five seconds. And then OB yeah. shows back up. And he's like, oh, I made a Tempad. And Loki's like, how did you make a Tempad that quickly? And he's like, oh, I wouldn't say 18 months was quick. And he's like, my wife left me and everything, but I made this. <laughs> so, and and meanwhile, everyone's dying. Things are disappearing. Like, this show maintains the best of the MCU humor, but also yes. the best of the storytelling that the MCU can be known for. Like, oh, this, yeah. is, this is carrying the MCU. If Loki season two was bad, I would probably be crying right now, um, especially after Secret Invasion being so terrible. Oh, yeah, as bad as it was. This thing, really awesome. It's insane. I, I And
0: mind I, you, and mind you, also done on half the budget as well, this show, on half the budget of Secret is so Invasion. It's so
1: weird, because the special effects in this show look so good. The CGI looks yeah. amazing. When everything's yeah. turning into space spaghetti, Like that looks insanely yeah. good. There's That's right, everything is spaghettified. Sylvie's listening to a record in like a '70s or '80s like record store, and everything starts turning to spaghetti around her. It just, yep, yep. it looks so good, and it 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 pains me to say why. Like, why does this show look so good, and the stuff with twice the budget looks so bad? I don't get. I don't get Marvel. Oh, yeah. I don't get how this is No, and
0: that's the thing. I think it's coming down to, like, there's so many, like, different teams and so many different productions going on at Marvel. Yeah. I think at the moment where it's coming down, they're not, like, doing so much quality control. So they'll be like, all right, we'll give you guys $200 million. You go do what you want to do type thing um, where they're not really putting much effort into what they're doing and probably not spending that money wisely by the looks of it. And especially when this is done on half the budget and then it's just like this has been probably the most standout show they have done. Um, besides Ever. obviously Moon yeah. Knight and the first season, I, lo- I so. do love
1: Moon Knight. I th- yeah, Moon yeah I great. <laughs> think it's season two of Loki, then it's Moon Knight, and then it's season one of Loki, and then it's I don't know something after yeah. yeah. that, like what, maybe one division or something. But um, it's oh, yeah. definitely a huge yeah. bar between those two because this, oh yeah. this, this season's insanely good and c- it's so yeah. mysterious. I don't know what's happening. There's no villain. The entire they're just no. trying to stop everything from being destroyed and using science and magic and fixing things and it's so entertaining and great and i really can't wait to see what happens especially because we have no idea what's going to happen and i I got a feeling it's going to blow our minds (laughs) oh yeah especially with the runtime
0: of next week's episode um is like what what are they actually going to do type thing and i really hope that it does like they do follow the same method of what they're doing with loki to, for the rest of the mm. stuff from now on type thing because that's the thing this has just been a, a standout even comparing it to their films and everything like that yeah like the how the writing and just the amount of level the actors have brought into the show like the acting in the show is phenomenal like the oh, dialogue good. and everything like that obviously the writers oh, about yeah. like just the performances by tom hiddleston by owen wilson by um sylvie and everyone everyone in this Mm -hmm. is doing a tremendous job even so much like better acting than i would say in some of the films that we've had and still to come out this year judging from trailers and everything like that yes like everyone's just bringing their a-game to this show and it's one of the cheapest things they have done for marvel but yet is one of their best things they have done
1: whoever the yeah the crew behind this show should be moved on to a lot bigger things these guys should be doing the oh, movies yeah. because this is insane and of course the ending of this show leads straight into the release of the marvels which comes out like what like the week of or week after the show finishes. I think it actually comes uh,
0: out, yeah, next week or something like that. Yeah, November so the 10th week
1: or something, week after the show finishes, yeah, something like that. So, just a week or less after the show finishes, we go into the Marvel. Yeah, so the fact yeah. that Loki's so good is gonna make me even more disappointed if the Marvel sucks, which I can't say I'm <laughs> have, have the highest hopes. <laughs> I mean, for we've seen the trailers, we've the seen the trailers, <laughs> mm, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, even it's... the director for that film dropped out, so you know. <laughs> Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I heard about that. The director did not stick around for like any nope. post production or anything, the director <laughs> just dipped, which is not a good yep. sign because it, it's like, no, there's no that is not a good sign. More. It's yep, so, yep. yeah, I wish these guys were doing the movies like that. Like, can you imagine like a Captain Marvel story with this level of writing? Having her do cosmic Ooh. adventures while things falling apart like this? That would be, be amazing. So that, that would be, be great. Awesome. The mystery alone behind that would be Epic that would be a greater movie than anything that they could have ever done. Um oh yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And oh that's boy. the thing now,
0: it's just like it's it's just building up into like what's actually going to happen in next week's yep. episode and everything like that, because obviously the way things ended on this episode, we're back from episode four. Um hmm. as well. Yeah. And this is another thing as well. It's only been five episodes, and they've been able to blow us away in every single episode. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, like it even hasn't from been the beginning, episode. it's
0: no, there has not been a bad episode good. whatsoever. Yeah. Um, because mm. yeah, now we're back at the end of episode four again, where Victor Timely is still alive and everything like that, and it's kind going of. to be interesting now with Loki's now, new powers. Um Time travel, like he can Ooh, time travel. True. Like, how far can he go back? Can he like? And he can go, go wherever he wants, or he can go Possibilities around.
1: Possibilities are endless for this finale, and this he is can... before. Yeah.
0: Yep. Before we, we like, go into um, final ratings and everything like that, I was gonna say, did you want to try and like predict or what you hope you see in the finale? oh hope- that's a tough what, what, what one. would you hope to see? What would you hope to oh, see in man. the finale of this show? What
1: do I What do I hope to see? i I really hope to see him bump into something we've never seen before. Maybe have him come across more Kang stuff. Would be really cool. Yep, Maybe yep. some cosmic things. Have him, I don't know, show Like have like Galactus or the Silver Surfer or something insane show up.
0: Ooh.
1: like some Well, kind they of are weird setting weird
0: up Fantastic Four, so hopefully
1: weird cosmic entity that's behind everything because there's no villain this show. That's another thing is no Loki's no. gonna try and stop things, and they might even do something with like the Beyonder. Like that would be insane. Yeah, yeah. The Beyonder might be a Kang variant. Um. We don't know yet if the Beyond is going to even be featured. But because this this is supposedly going to tie into Deadpool and tie into Secret Wars and everything, you'd th- maybe something like the Beyonder shows up, fixes things, takes away Loki's time travel powers? I don't know. That's kind well, that's of what thing. I'm thinking. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Is there there is know.
0: so many. Yeah, that's the thing. Nobody knows what's going on because at the no moment, Deadpool if you're on the internet, everyone's just making these like various theories at the moment as to what's going on. Um, because a lot of people yeah. as well, they're trying to base it upon the comics and what they've done previously in the comics as well. Because in, at the end, <laughs> yeah, at the end of what's happened with the comics, um, when you go to the edge of time or when Loki went to the edge of time, he actually found an older version of himself that was in charge of all of time and basically became oh. like, um, what thing he was. Um, well, actually, like, he oh, was the guy, okay.
1: what came because yeah, yeah. you know, you um, ins-
0: in he remains you know how he had a script in season one
1: yes who wrote that script Right. because it wasn't he
0: who remains so
1: you're thinking it's going to tie into the finale it's going to like that kang is going to be loki like it's going to there is going going to be
0: a version of of loki that is actually beyond beyond who he remains who actually is in charge of everything who actually made everything and in charge of things but then you're going to have like variants of Kang trying to mess everything mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. But imagine like, because this is the sense. thing with Loki's character yeah, back, and yeah. even from the beginning of introduction of his character, he's always been the character to start off something major for the MCU. Mm-hmm,
1: that That's mm-hmm. always
0: been his purpose as the character even yeah. when he was the villain from Thor and everything like that. Mm-hmm. He set off Avengers and he was the main villain for Avengers, the first Avengers film and everything set like that. Set up
1: Thanos, yeah. Set up he Thanos set up and Kang. everything like that.
0: He insane. setting up Kang, essentially. That's yeah. that's a very big possibility. Um, and very, it would be kind of cool to actually have the variant of um that was in the first season of Loki. That was the older version of Loki. I forget the actor mm-hmm. that they got to play him, but uh, they actually yes. have him come back again and he's just like this older version he finds at the edge of time yeah. type thing. Being that there, being be like, really cool. I, I did all this, you know, like all the events I did. Because I feel like next week's episode, it's going to be a bit of like. They're trying to fix the TVA, but then they keep fucking up. So he's gonna keep going back in time and yeah. going, going, and yep. until they get like it right, of type thing,
1: sort of thing. Yeah, like Edge of Tomorrow I'd type of thing. Until that. they I get it right. On. Um, like, yeah. but cosmic. Do you think the TVA is gonna survive this season? Like, do you think they're gonna continue? Uh,
0: that yes, I think the TVA is still going to continue just because of well, the massive leaks that came out for Deadpool three. Because <laughs> TVA oh, yeah. is apparently going to be in Deadpool three. It's a very yeah. big plot point because that's the thing we don't know if this is going to tie into Deadpool it was rumoured to believe that DP would make Who an knows? appearance in this film Um Who just knows? because but because of the wackiness that they're doing with Deadpool 3 which still sounds insane and they still haven't given it a proper title yet according to Sean Levy the director for Deadpool 3 because um, yeah, at the moment they're just calling Deadpool 3 but he's like it's more along the lines of Deadpool versus Wolverine and then like yeah. tiny wimey stuff <laughs>
1: You should just call it that. That's funny. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows, um, but yeah, I will give this episode of Loki because it's just absolutely amazing. I am just gripped to my seat and I want to see already like next week's episode. This is another show, again. Um, really since Ahsoka and everything like that, where I'm just like, I'm loving every single episode. I love this even mm-hmm. more than Ahsoka, just how it was written, just the yes. acting, yes. the performances, everything, everything in this is so well done. And I hope whoever is like directing these episodes and writing these episodes gets put onto making the future like Avengers films and everything mm-hmm. like that, because these mm-hmm. guys are doing an absolute phenomenal job with their writing and everything like that, even from dialogue to how they're actually doing their massive story arc. Of time travel and everything like that for the show, so I'm giving this time episode a nine hard. out of ten. Yeah. Time travel is that's... hard to do,
1: and they're pulling it off really well. Yeah, a nine out of ten yeah. from Barry. That's that's gonna gets a great score. Um, I'm gonna yeah. give this one an eight. Uh, I've given every episode of this show an eight because it's been consistently great. Like an eight is yeah. a great rating. It's only a couple points oh, below yeah. like perfect so the fact that yep. this show has held that standard for so long is something we haven't seen in any mcu show or any disney show really no and in mean, no. star wars has had up and downs mcu's had up and downs this season of loki has this not, just
0: remained consistent
1: <laughs> consistently good which again raises it the bar for the finale even more because it's how do they stick the landing how do they top such a consistently good season and make it yeah yep. uh, climactically engaging and interesting so, but then it's also like the possibilities are endless for this finale. So, it's it's sitting on an 8. Um the finale might even may raise that to a 10. Who knows? We yeah. have to wait and see yeah. what they do because yeah, we, no one can predict what's going to happen whether it's the beyonder or Kang or Loki no. variants. Well, Deadpool that's the thing because remote.
0: Each like episode that's come out, like you watch these videos online of YouTube is making theory videos as to what's going to happen next week's episode yeah. or beyond. And they've been completely wrong every single time. And it's the funniest yeah. thing to watch at the moment because the writers are just like outclassing everyone. And it's just like, how hey, you it. thought we we're going to do that? Nah, we're just doing this.
1: <laughs> I love that. They're, they're doing what we don't expect, but they're doing it. Well, that's always the best. Yes. If We don't expect yes. it, but yes. it's good. And it makes sense. That's great writing. That's how you know you're a yeah, great writer yeah. when you can surprise people, but also like go. People go, "Wow, that's amazing!" That I'm glad you did that instead of what I thought you were yeah. going to do. So yep. yeah, that alone's great. So yeah, an eight eight out of ten from me. Nice, oh boy, nice. <laughs> oh boy,
0: what an episode! That is oh, such a great guys. show, and I cannot wait. Uh, I can't believe we have to wait basically still what five days to watch oh, the next wait. one. <laughs> no, it's just like uh, five yeah. days, five days. Um, but yes I think that is going to be a wrap for this week's podcast so make sure to follow us on all our social medias all the stuff we also are on YouTube for an extended version we have the director's cut over at YouTube there so make sure to stick around for that on YouTube Uh, but other than that I've been your host Barry joined by Clayton and we will see you in next week's episode
1: bye bye everybody I like how we always do that and we're both out of time.